This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to iFanboy Explode with Brian Chirilla of The Secret History of D.B. Cooper. Hey, 
welcome to another edition of iFanboy Talks Explode. My name is Ron Richards, and I got a special iFanboy Talks Explode for you today. Today, we had the pleasure of talking to comic book creator Brian Chirilla about his announcement of a new ongoing series from Oni Press called The Secret History of D.B. Cooper. And we talked to Brian about the uh, the origins of this series, why it's such a hot topic in the news, and why the FBI is interested in what's going on here. So it's a super fascinating story. So take a listen and hear what Brian's got to say about his new ongoing. So I'm here with comic creator Brian Chirilla. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. So uh, we we have a very topical, exciting announcement to talk about, and that's the new series uh, that you're uh, that you're going to be writing, drawing, and coloring for Oni. Uh, that's called the Secret History of DB Cooper. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. So this this seems like an opportune time because I just was perusing the news and saw that DB Cooper seems to be coming up a lot in the news. For those who don't know, who was DB Cooper? Uh, in 1971, um, Thanksgiving Day, actually, uh, the story, and well, he he allegedly, and I'm doing finger quotes so you can't see it, <laughs> um, hijacked an airline out of Portland, um, bound for Seattle. He uh, he basically threatened that he had a bomb on board. Uh, he was able to. Uh, forced the plane to land. He extorted nearly a quarter million dollars from the airline, Northwest Orient Airlines. Um, and the plane took off again. He ordered it to take off. And he parachuted somewhere over the Pacific Northwest wilderness um, uh, with the money, never to be seen or heard from again. So, And then 40 years later, uh, the case is still active with the FBI. And this is one of those American American mystery myths and legends that seems to every couple of years, like kind of like the guys who escaped from Alcatraz and things like that, where new evidence is found and they might have, you know, get new leads. And that's what's happened most recently, right? Right, right. I mean, it's it's almost like clockwork. You can kind of count on the FBI to release some new information about every two years um, or say they have a new lead, which, you know, it. It never pans out, um, but yeah, it's it's just kind of like it's kind of funny that uh, we're working on this book, and I have I've been working on this book for quite a while, um, but it just seems it seems very I, I don't necessarily think it's coincidental that that this news came out just kind of uh, as the book is about to be announced. I think, uh, and I have to and I have to preface it with. You know, it's my opinion. You know, because I, I kind of want to be avoid getting subpoenaed right now. But uh, <laughs> that uh, that this was kind of done to sort of. Uh, kind of discredit the book. Well, yeah, so so basically basically, you know, the FBI's on to you and the book is coming out <laughs> and so and so they're trying to do their best to kind of manage the, you know, to manage, you know, to make it seem as if they're still on the case, but um, it appears that that so this is where your book comes into it and the secret history of DB Cooper is kind of uh, giving based off your research and what you what you've come up with is the kind of uh, story of DB Cooper that we don't know about as of yet, right? Right, and like the source of the information is all revealed in the book, um, and the premise that that is sort of put forth in the book is that anything and everything that you've heard regarding DB Cooper has has been untrue. Um, so even even eyewitness testimonies, those are just CIA plants. Uh, that this is all just like a big ruse, a big cover story which is really pedestrian in comparison to the truth, which 
nearly changed the course of human history. Wow. <laughs> so it, it's, and it all kind of culminated aboard the Boeing 727 on Thanksgiving Day, uh, 1971. Right. So, so if it's if it's that if the stakes are that big and, the, and all that and and the the implications are that large, you know, according to your book, who who was DB Cooper really? Uh, in the book, um, DB Cooper is a Cold War era CIA agent, um, and he has been working in a like I don't know if you're familiar with with Project MK Ultra. Not not personally, a, no. <laughs> it was a program. It was a program. It was a mind control, uh, basically a mind control experiment that lasted decades. That was that the CIA was conducting. Okay. Using uh, various techniques, um, one of them including using psychedelic drugs. Um, and in the book, D.B. Cooper is a CIA agent that's been working um, in a sort of. You know, a clandestine campaign uh, called Project Oculus. And this campaign was a, a program of subterfuge against um, the Soviets. And basically, he had been working prior to this as a, uh, I don't know, if you, have you ever heard of psychic assassination or remote viewing, where a, clairvoy- a clairvoyant can use their abilities to see into a building or uh, use their abilities to, like, stop someone's heart? Oh, from wow. afar. Wow, no, I, I wasn't aware of that. Now, now I'm a little more scared to go out at that, <laughs> out in the well, world. <laughs> um, so D. Cooper is one of these remote viewers, psychic assassins, and uh, the project that he starts working for is called Project Oculus. Oculus is named after a drug that's pioneered um, a few years prior to this. It's, uh, it's in liquid form. It's administered in the eye, goes through the optic nerve and into the brain, and uh, D.B. Cooper, using his own innate clairvoyant abilities, along with this super uh, high-octane psychotropic drug, uh, is able to enter into uh, parallel dimensions, one of which contains um, a counterpart for every, every uh, sentient being. Um, so and these counterparts, which take on uh, myriad forms, uh, he is able to locate a Soviet target's counterpart in this, let's call it a realm, and destroy them. And because the two are linked, this this counterpart is linked to a corporeal uh, counterpart here on Earth, in our realm. Uh, Once he terminates the subject there, the one here dies. And it's a... uh, untraceable form of assassination. And he's conducting this program with a few other people in the CIA uh, in the months preceding the supposed hijacking. And so, and so how does the, how does the inevitable hijacking tie into his, you know, his workload, his caseload? Well, the hijacking, I say hijacking because it wasn't hijacking. Right. Um, I can't really get into too much without spoiling, kind of. Which we don't want to do, of course, right? Yeah, it's like I kind of don't want to give too much away, but um, he does have ulterior motives for, you know, it's not just, you know, this sort of patriotic, altruistic, you know, red scare duty to, you know, take out 
communism, um, there is another motive that he has to be to conducting this, this uh, conducting these sort of like uh, jaunts into the etheric strata, <laughs> as it were. But um, uh, so basically, because of the <laughs> the steady diet of of drugs and murder that uh, that he is uh, going through, that he's uh, kind of putting putting himself through, it causes his mind to become fractured. Anyway, he, he's he's pursued, and it all kind of culminates in a like I said, in, in an otherworldly event aboard the 727. So you mentioned that D.B. Cooper goes into this other realm. Is it a realm like our world, or is there, what are what are the other, what are the kind of inhabitants of this realm? Well, um, the counterparts of, you know, like I said, the, the counterparts of the double of, the, of, a, of every sentient creature, you know, uh, in particular, um, uh, humans there are who, what he's after. Obviously, he's locating a, a Russian target within there, and and so, but they they don't look human. They're in a lot of cases. They're in most cases they're quite grotesque, as they're uh, reflections of that person's uh, self. So it's like a manifestation uh, of that person's consciousness. So so it's like obviously if the person is. A, horrible monster. It kind of reflects that, and there was some artistic liberty taken with that, so uh, there's, there, there's some genuine, uh, horrible, awful, terrifying creatures in this, in this realm. So. So, 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 like, so it's a realm full of monsters, and is it quite dangerous for DB? Or? Yeah, absolutely, and he has to engage them in, in, in hand-to-hand combat. It's not just, like, you know, he walks up with a gun, because he just, he's projecting his, uh, consciousness into this realm so it's not like he can bring you know a firearm with him so uh yeah it's it's quite it's a treacherous sort of place to be and uh yeah it's it's graphically it's a very uh very bizarre lots of uh it's, it's lots of organic kind of terrain and alien uh flora and uh, just it's a very bizarre place it's it's kind of a reflection of kind of like it's it's a very it's a very psychedelic looking place the colors are very saturated they're very it's just it's very over the top graphically and, and it's a striking contrast to the real world uh, uh scenes which are just very kind of drab um, a lot of desaturated color they're very dark and then the stuff there is just it's just over the top Right. And, are, and and is D.B. Cooper alone in this realm, or does he have allies, or is it just completely filled with monsters and he's got to be on edge the whole time he's there? Um, I don't want to get into that too much. <laughs> All right. I feel a little much. But, yeah, he's, he's not alone. They're not, uh, they're not all mindless creatures. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's definitely some, it's much more dynamic, and there's some interesting things that, that happen there. So, so now, in turn, you said you've been working on this project for a few years, and I imagine there's been a lot of research involved. Why, right. cho- why choose the uh, the sequential art or the graphic novel format to tell DB Cooper's real story? Well, I was I was approached um, the, the the people that I'm involved with. They're I can't really talk too much about them, but um, it goes into the story about where this comes from. But uh, this, 
I was basically, I'm taking this information and putting together a cohesive narrative uh, of of this kind of story, this 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 alternate history this, this uh, book puts forth. Um, and the sequential format, you know, quite frankly, it's it's cheap and it's very versatile <laughs> to put together this information and to present it in a fairly uh, rapid way. Like, you know, it's like you can put something together and, you know, it's down the line, people will see it. So, but, uh, but yeah, like the meat, you know, the using, using sequential art itself is it's such a versatile way to show, to show the ideas and the, you know, the basic premise of the story. And so I would imagine that within the um, within the story itself, you know, there's a lot of real-world kind of scenarios, you know, CIA offices, FBI offices, you know, you know, espionage, things like that. But you're talking about other realms and other, you know, other kind of dimensions. Is that Does that become more visually stimulating and a better way to have it be illustrated? Because I can't imagine there's much real-world kind of reference. There, it's, it's, you know, it, it toggles back and forth in, in a very nonlinear way. Well, no, it, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's all, like, together non-linear, but it definitely plays around with linear storytelling, um, and, like, the story goes back and forth from real, real world, D.B. Cooper, who yeah. is experiencing uh, what he's experiencing and dealing with, uh, you know, CIA, you know, uh, politics and <laughs> dealing with uh, CIA brass, and, um, and, and this otherworldly half of him that is, also simultaneously, you know, carrying on what he's carrying on. And the both and both halves are conscious of each other the whole time. In the book he says that it's uh it's like he has a twin brother that he can see through his eyes and control everything he does as he carries out his daily uh daily tasks in his own body. So so now, you know, you've you've mentioned before that, you know, that uh there've been a lot of uh updates and and leads and stuff like that, that that the FBI has kind of provided and and you know, kind of again like I said it's you know, seems like one of these kind of American kind of cover-ups. What is your expectation for when this book releases and hits the streets? Um do you think that there's going to be a lot of uh kind of reaction, a lot of uh folks who don't want this information to be out? Well, you know, it's I, you know, I tell people the book is what it is and, you know, um, just, to take it for what it's worth, you know, take the information for yourself and decide for yourself what you, what you want to believe. And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, it's just like, I'm like, here it is, you know, once it comes out, I'll be like, there's, you know, you, you can, you can read it for yourself and you can decide for yourself what, what you want, you want to kind of keep yourself open to other possibilities or do you want to just kind of believe everything that kind of the government tells you, which I don't think most people are really... Well, and, th- and this, and this, I mean, this isn't a grand tradition of you know of cover-ups and and conspiracies. You know, like our country has a long you know storied history of you know not uh, us not getting the real truth. When when you were presented with this information, did you feel? I mean, what well, personally did you know? Did you feel like I have to help tell the story, or you know, did you become emotionally invested in this, in this in the tale of DB Cooper? Well, I've always I've always you know be, I was born and raised in Portland, and so. D.B. Cooper, in the Northwest in particular, he is kind of a, a folk hero. And so, and like, the, even though it's 40 years later, obviously the story still has, you know, still has legs. People still talk about it. Information, you know, whether it's, you know, 
whether it's legitimate or illegitimate, it's still getting released all the time regarding the case. So it's like, and, you know, and having been, you know, raised in the Northwest, I was very familiar with the story. So, it, of course, it, you know, it just uh, became very excited to become involved. Uh, and I, I find it fascinating, these idea of these modern mythical legends. I mean, because, you know, 1971, 70, 71, that's not that long ago. I mean, this is within, well within our lifetimes, you know, and other people's lifetimes who might be reading this. Um, right. Are, are do you uh, do you anticipate you know uh, anybody who was had contact with DB Cooper or any sort of re, you know relationship with him seeing this book and maybe you know adding to the legend or you know things coming out of the woodwork now that you're coming out with this book? Um, you know it'll 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 be interesting. I don't you know I'm kind of I'm kind of at a loss. But, hmm. I don't know, it's like I'm kind of carving my own niche in the mist with with this. And, um, you know, it's like kind of adding to the mythos. But, uh, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I'm sorry. Well, it'll, def- it'll definitely be exciting to see what happens. So it's a uh, so it's a monthly it's a monthly series, right? From Oni's that you're writing, drawing, and coloring. How has that? Um, when does actually when does it come out? I believe early 2012, and and it, it's it's a long ways off to make you know start announcing the series. I realize, but like I said, the FBI the FBI's announcement over the weekend of them having a supposed uh, suspect, finally, after all these years, which, again, they say every couple of years, um, leaving her dead, you know, it's, you know, it's like, anyway, so that, 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 that came out, so it's kind of forced our hand to go, okay, we have to talk about this, because, you know, in, in, in my opinion, it's kind of been done to, I don't know, maybe they caught wind of the book, or, I don't know, I don't know but it's just, it's very, the, the timing the is timing, curious. The, the timing is just very, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's it's going to be uh, kind of standard monthly issue format, like twenty two pages, full color, that sort yep. of thing. Yep, cool. yep, yep. It's uh, it's usually the best stuff I've ever done. Awesome, awesome. Well, Brian, you know, we really appreciate you coming to us and 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 you know allowing us to help get the word out about the book and announce it here and um and hopefully you know kind of counteract uh, what the FBI has been doing <laughs> in terms of their they're trying to control the story. <laughs> Are you- well, you know, it's it is uh, you know it is a it is a story and it's it's uh, it's just one uh, it's. You know, like I said, I don't want to be subpoenaed, so I'll say it's this author's opinion that's being put forth in this book. <laughs> da, 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 da. So there. Yeah, <laughs> and do, do you find yourself looking over your shoulder as you're walking down the street now? Or are you getting a little paranoid yet? Or now, you know, now that we're announcing the series officially, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. I mean, you can tell that I'm like really, really nervous talking about this. It's like you know, everybody's scrambling right now to you know to get this information out there because just uh, yeah, it's kind of. It was kind of uh, surprising that the information came out now. So we're just kind of like, we, we want to announce this, forcing our hand to put this out there. So, and I wasn't expecting to be talking to anyone for months. So, <laughs> so there you go. Well, here it all begins. The, 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 you're through the looking glass, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, so folks can look out for more information. Um, we'll have some, well, I, I believe we'll have some art and stuff like that up on ifanboy.com. People can check it out. And I'm sure over at Oni's website, they can check it out. Uh, where can people find you? Are you, uh, do you have a website? Are you on Twitter or anything like that? Or Yeah. If you, if you uh, gorilla church, gorilla, like the animal mm-hmm. church, like you go to church, it's, uh, <laughs> gorilla church.com. And, uh, yeah, it's my Twitter is just my name. That's Brian Trillo. Cool. 
Cool. Excellent. Well, good luck with the book. We hope you know. We hope it you know it gets out in early 2012 with that without any hitches and there's no uh, obstacles or conflicts and that get in the way. And you know, we look forward to getting the the, the alternate story of uh, DB Cooper with the <laughs> with this book. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. Really. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Brian. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. So big thanks goes out to Brian Trilla for giving us his time, as well as to Oni Press for giving us the exclusive scoop on the secret history of D.B. Cooper. You're going to look for that in comic book stores in early 2012. It's definitely going to be one to watch. And if you want to see uh, some preview art and get a feel for what the book's going to look like, head over to ifanboy.com to the post for this podcast. You can see all um, the art that Oni has released to go along with the secret history of D.B. Cooper, give you an idea of what Brian's working on. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, head over to ifanboy.com for all the other great articles and reviews and posts and podcasts and all the stuff that's going on there. And you can email us any questions at contact at ifanboy.com. And be sure to follow us on twitter.com slash ifanboy. I'm Ron Richards. Until next time, enjoy your comics.